All right, we are live with another episode of the Blue Crocus Experience. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited for all of them. I think I said this exact same thing on the last one. I'm excited because we've, uh, you know, Joseph and I have been chatting a bit. Um, we've got two other people that I haven't had the opportunity to speak with, um, John and Chris here tonight with us. Um, and we've got uh, we've got a bit of a unique thing because they're on the cusp of some, some pretty cool stuff. They've had a cool journey so far um, in the junk removal space. So I'm excited to dive into this. We're going to have, uh, you know, some interaction here. If you're listening after on the podcast, we're most likely going to have quite a bit of interaction from the groups because Joseph is well known in the junk removal groups. Um, so I'm looking forward to some questions and answers there. But we're really going to have a, have a good conversation here. I'm going to learn some stuff. You guys hopefully are going to learn some stuff as listeners. But uh, I'd like to welcome Joseph Martinez, Chris and, and John here um, to the podcast. Welcome. Thank guys. you, sir. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's exciting. It's exciting. Joseph and I have been connected. I don't know. It's been a few months now. You know, we, we've, uh, might be, might be coming up on more than, more than a few months, but we've, we've chatted back and forth. I've seen Joseph's very active. He's got a junk removal group of his own. He's a, a junk removal business owner. Um, you know, that that's kind of the core reason that we're connecting here. Um, you guys are on the cusp of, uh, you know, launching a franchise, which is exciting. And you're, you're working into the night and early morning, getting, getting all that sorted out. But guys, if Joseph, I guess, if you want to just kind of introduce yourself where you are, um, get, get some sort of a foundation going, and then we'll just take the conversation from there. Sure. Sure. Um, my name is Joseph Martinez and I'm the founder of Vets Hall Junk Removal based out of Stafford, Virginia. I launched Vets Hall Junk in 2015 uh, after recently returning from Afghanistan. And I sort of just fell into the junk removal industry without any type of pre-planning. Um, I had returned from Afghanistan after being medevaced out. And for the following two years, I was just in somewhat of a funk. I guess you could call it a depression. I couldn't find my place in civilian society. But luckily, luckily, um, I live in a military town right next to Quantico United States Marine Corps Base. So I'm surrounded by Marines. And my neighbor, who was being reassigned to another duty station, knew that I had a truck and trailer. Um, and she asked if I could remove a few items for her and take them to the landfill. And when I did that, an idea was born. And I started kind of pursuing the idea of creating a junk removal business, but I had no foundation. I had been in business before. I had owned multiple successful businesses in the past, but I had no idea about how to start a junk removal business. So luckily, um, I just relied on some of my business knowledge from previous businesses. And I was uh, lucky enough to find some of the junk removal business owner groups, Matt and Jojo, Junk Removal Trash Talk, which I'm sure everyone who's watching knows. Bless those two. They're awesome. And then from there, um, I just started experiencing a real sense of relief from, I don't like using the term PTSD, but really that's what it was. I started to experience a real relief and I started feeling uh, as if I was becoming whole again. And then one day um, I, just started to, I decided to start making videos. And as I made videos, I realized that it was also meeting another need um, that I uh, had fulfilled being a soldier, which was being a platoon sergeant, mentoring uh, young soldiers and so forth. And by making these videos, little by little, individuals who were thinking about getting into junk removal, other veterans who liked what I was doing in my business philosophy, started reaching out and asking if I was franchising, if I was a franchise, if I've ever, ever thought about um, branching out. 
And John and Chris, to my left and right, were two of those individuals. And from there, uh, Vets Hall Junk Removal as the larger organization was born. That's amazing. First of all, thank you. Thank you all for your service. Um, and, uh, you know, th thanks for coming on here and kind of sharing the story because um, it's, I, I mean, there, there's so much to unpack here. You know, we, we want to respect your time um, and, and everyone's time. So, you know, we have to kind of hit on, on some of the points. Um, but, you know, kind of seeing, I'd like to touch on the fact that this was kind of a, you know, you, you mentioned it to me like junk removal therapy before, um, you know, it, the, was it the physical labor part of it or was it, you know, just the fact that you kind of had a purpose finally again and kind of had a direction? Cause it, it can be hard. You know, I've talked to a few people, it can be hard to shift back from the, you know, really having a very clear purpose when you're in the military um, to, you know, coming back out and no structure and, and everything. So what was that? Maybe just touch quickly on that. Sure. Sure. Be, uh, being an active military service, you do have a lot of structure and you are serving with, men and women who are cut from the same cloth, many of the same experiences. And we have that deep bond. Uh, some of us have been to combat together, but we truly do serve side by side. And when I was medevaced out of Afghanistan, it was if the rug was pulled out from underneath me. And one day I was wearing the uniform in the infantry. And the next day I realized that I was never going to wear the uniform again. And my life was going to be very different for that point. Um, so soldiers, and men in general fall into the trap of identifying who they are based on what they do. And I had seen myself as a soldier, as a leader. And when all of that was taken away from me, I was lost. Not to mention the fact that I didn't have a support system anymore. My brothers and sisters weren't around me. I didn't have that structure. So I went through that, that deep funk. And that's when I coined the term junk removal therapy because every time I served a customer, I felt valued again. I felt as if I had a purpose. And the veteran, the, 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 the soldier, the sailor, the airman, the Marine, those have always been the individuals that I identify most with, that I like being around most of all. I adore veterans. So when I no longer had those individuals to be around, I had no other, other, I had no other alternative but to create my own team, my own mechanism that would bring me back around those individuals daily. And that's where Vets Hall Junk was created. That's cool. Yeah, no, there, there's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and I, I like the nugget there about, you know, our identity is created by what we do often as men, as humans, um, our, our job title, our career, that's what I identify, you know, that, that's what we identify with. So that, that can definitely, definitely shake it up. So we've got a, we've got a couple of people here um Ed, eddie's jumped in here guys if you're uh if you're listening and have questions too we've got uh you know we've we've, we've got um space and, and time to answer a few questions so appreciate you hopping in eddie um anybody else in the groups that's that's watching please uh please jump in so chris or john do you guys want to jump in you know joseph's kind of set the stage here of of his story um do either of you want to jump in and just quickly bring us up to speed obviously you know it sounds like the videos were kind of how you how you met you know correct me if i'm wrong there but Either of you want to jump in and, and share a little bit of your your journey up to where you guys collided? Sure. Yeah, I'll. Uh, so I I was in the Navy for a while, and then uh, my wife, she was. I met her in the Navy as well. She got picked up officer, uh, so I got out and did the stay at home dad thing for quite a while. Um, you know, as Joseph said, your identity is kind of tied into what you do, and I was doing the stay at home dad thing 
before before a lot of other people were doing it. So it was really kind of, you know, felt weird. My wife was a breadwinner. You know, the, the whole cliche of you're, you're the man, you're supposed to do everything. But, you know, I was completely opposite. I was taking care of the kids. I was at the home. I was cleaning and dishes, poopy diapers, all that. Um, but when my kids got old enough, uh, you know, I started doing EMS work because I missed that camaraderie. Even though I was out of the service for so long, I still craved it. So I started with the EMS work, uh, but I was getting sick uh, just from the stress of it and then being around sick people. <clears throat> but uh, back in 2018, when we had a lot of hurricanes that came through, my parents were hit really hard with the hurricanes. And when I went down there to help them out, I just saw the destruction and the devastation that happened. And I was like, you know what? I want to do something that can help people. Um, I want to start a business or I want to do something to where when something does happen, when a natural disaster does strike, I can be the one that can help people because I've, I always love helping people. It's always been mm -hmm. a driving force of mine. Yeah. Um, and it just really kind of snowballed into junk removal because that's basically what it is. The, the rubble is just junk. Um, the uh, natural disasters don't happen all the time. There's always junk for us to pick up. So if I start building a brand, start building a junk removal business, when something like that does happen, I'll have everything I need to be able to mobilize uh, a team behind me to go out and to help people in need. Uh, and it just kind of watching YouTube videos. I saw Joseph instantly connected with him. Um, and once he said he was you know, looking for, looking to bring on people for vets hall junk, I, I jumped on that opportunity and talked with him and you know, over three years now, and it's been great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. How about, uh, how about, um, I'm getting the names mixed up because we're our cameras backwards here. Yeah. That, that was uh, John that was just speaking, right? Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Chris, how, how about you? Yeah. Hey, my name's Chris. I'm one of the Vets Hall Junk Local owners um, in North Carolina. And similar to John, I met Joseph here um, uh, basically the same way I was, you know, in a funk. I just got out of the military, the infantry. We were both Army infantry. So, we kind of, yeah, we kind of <laughs> compare in that we've both been in Afghanistan about the same time as each other, similar experiences. Um, so we have that in common. And um, I got out of the army, didn't know what I wanted to do in life either. And I'd started doing landscaping, um, you know, just uh, spreading mulch, uh, trimming trees, cutting grass, you know, just the general stuff. Um, not really making a lot of money or anything, just trying to find my place. And, and as Joe was saying, just looking for, uh, a way to bring value to someone else. Um, you know, and it helped my family and stuff like that. But um, I was working for a lady, uh, a customer of mine, her husband had passed away in Iraq. He was a Marine. And uh, I felt I had a, you know, I had a soft heart for her because I'm a veteran and, and you know, I, I, it felt bad for the situation. I, I helped her out every week, mowing her yard and stuff. But one day she said, Hey, I've, you know, I'm selling my house soon. I've got a couch upstairs. I don't have a way to get it out. I don't have any family in the area, stuff like that. She said, if, if you can take care of it for me, um, you know, I'd be more than happy to pay for you, you know, pay for the service, whatever. I said, well, man, I'll be honest with you. I want to help you, but I don't, you know, I'm by myself. I, I don't know what I would charge you for that. You know, I don't know how to get rid of a couch, you know. So I, she said, well, think about it, you know, when you come back next week, see what you can do. And I said, OK, so I got to looking on YouTube, Google, stuff like that and um, came across Joseph's videos uh, and saw that, you know, I loved the brand <laughs> He was Army Infantry. We just had the same in common for everything. And um, I found out, you know, I could, I could, uh, I told this lady, I'll haul away your couch for $100. 
And come to find out, I, I took my brother with me to the job. Um, took about five, maybe 10 minutes to bring the couch down, put it in the truck. And uh, it was a very minimal dump fee and all that stuff. And she gave me $100 for it. And from then on, I was like, wow, there's something in this, you know. And just talking with Joe and everything, you know, I, I owe, you know, I owe so much <laughs> to this man, I'm telling you. And awesome. uh, just the influence that he's given to me, um, he didn't even try to push me into Vets Hall junk or anything. He just said, vet, you know, veteran to br veteran, brother to brother. He just gave me guidance. Just even if I wanted to start my own thing, whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, Joe is just as people look to him in these podcasts, you know, Facebook groups, uh, YouTube, you name it. They look up to him in the junk removal industry. And, and that's I got that same buy from him. And I've known him personally for going on four years now. So uh, Joe is the real deal as he seems on the videos and everything. He's even better in real life. You know what I mean? Like he's a good mentor to us. Yep. Me and John appreciate him. Um, I love it. And we I love it. I, pre I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that um, because I think there's a lot of guys out there who are pretty familiar with the inside of your truck, Joseph. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite studio to record out of. Yeah. So it's, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're seeing your green screen there, the highways going by and you've got the sounds of the, yeah, or, or is it actually the real thing? You know, you never know, right? Who knows? I'll yeah. never tell. It works. <laughs> he's That's real, all that matters. He's the real deal. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. It's. It's. Um. You know, you're you're always shooting videos, and, and it's it's usually you know certainly the ones that I caught up on. It's it's um, you know, just sharing stuff from the day, share sharing things, you know, different thoughts, and that's where that's where a lot of the value comes from. It is um, you know, not enough people share. Junk removal is an interesting industry, um, because you know. One, you, you can take a couch away for, for uh, you know, five minutes of work and get $100. That's pretty sweet. But um, there's there's a lot of people. It, it's like a, I work in a, in a few industries as, as a marketer, right? Um, and the drunk removal industry is probably one of the closest knit communities as far as helping each other. Sure, there's people in the group that get mowed down <laughs> when they ask for pricing and stuff. Um, but overall, it's a very, uh, it's a very um, helpful group, at least the people I've, I've uh, you know, come in contact with. So it's cool to, to see that, that, you know, extended Joseph, you, you, what, what got you onto YouTube in the first place? Cause I mean, this, this is where the journey, you know, you guys probably wouldn't have met if you weren't on YouTube, right? Uh, I was a, a military recruiter for a number of years for the U S army. And contrary to how other recruiters felt about it, they hated it. I absolutely loved it because as long as I made my quota, my boss left me alone. And I realized that I should work harder or smarter and not harder. And the way to do that was by creating videos. So every morning when I would report to work, I would have leads sent to me through my email mechanism that were initiated from my videos. So all I merely did was duplicate that process. Um, but, but by the same token, like I mentioned earlier, I have, I've, I have and I've always had a deep need to mentor. That's one of the ways I gained fulfillment. And mm -hmm. one of the ways that I decided to mentor was since I wasn't able to reach out to individuals like, you know, when I was actively uh, on active duty, I could do it through video. So that's sort of how I got into video. But by the same token, the SEO benefits of video, as you know, Lewis, are tremendous. And I preach to everybody. Video, video, video is one of the no cost ways that you can gain tremendous value for your junk removal business and yeah. it's free. Yeah. 
No, it is. And and it's, uh, I mean, YouTube, especially, you know, you can do Vimeo, you can do, there's other video platforms you can put the same videos on, but YouTube, like that, that's what we're talking about here. I mean, guys who are listening, it's, it's the second largest search engine. It's owned by Google. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all tied together. You should probably, you should probably be using it and don't use it. Um, you know, I've had a few conversations with people this week about, about, um, YouTube. It's not, you're not trying to be, you know, the next YouTube star, it's like, just do it for your business. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can rank locally. So, that, I mean, that's a, a whole nother conversation, but um, let, let's actually segue into the marketing side because, you know, you, you do talk about, um, you know, you kind of brought that and, and, and as a recruiter, that's a very interesting way of recruiting and, and it worked, you know, you've kind of got this evergreen content working for you while you sleep. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and you've done that now, and, and I, I can see that already, you know, starting to play out with um, as you build out the franchise, that's going to be super beneficial for people to really get to know you, like you and trust you. Um, but let's get into the actual business, side, like the junk removal business side of, you know, when you were getting going, what, uh, how, how did you get going? What was what was the kind of the, the flow for you when you were like, you were like, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, I've kind of found something that, that gives me some fulfillment. How did you build it up to, you know, eventually pay the bills? I concentrated on relationship building because contrary to what most of us believe, we're not in the junk removal business. We're in the relationship building business. People are what will allow your junk removal business to grow. So I concentrated on making that connection, one, through my videos, but also through every piece of marketing material that the customer saw. A big part of it started on my Facebook page. If you look through the various junk removal Facebook pages, you'll see that on the image section, there's a whole lot of pictures of before and after junk. I didn't want to go that route. I realized that a connection is made with people, and especially a connection is made with smiling people. So many of the photos that are on my Facebook page, on my Yelp, on my website, they're all showing me and my customer smiling, having a great time. Um, So it really started with people and it started with the knowledge that if I want to build a great, a junk removal empire, I need to connect with people. So I highly suggest to most individuals that a great way to begin and a low cost way Uh, of building that connection is merely by taking your iPhone or your phone along and asking for a photo with each and every customer. Some will, some won't. That's okay. And then from there, just good quality SEO. Um, SEO is important, but many of us don't truly understand what SEO is, myself included. I'm not an SEO expert. I'm a junk removal expert. So I realized that another facet of building a successful junk removal business is having the talent to create a team to bring those individuals into your team that possess the talents and skills that I didn't. And by creating that team, I'm able to create that synergy, which is the foundation of a successful junk removal business. Team building and connecting with people, in my opinion, that's where it is. And creating a fantastic brand, which I truly believe we have. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that pops out, you know, as soon as you land on any of your stuff, it's, you know, you've got people. Um, and and this, this is something that, that, um, you you kind of drove home there. Take pictures with your clients, take pictures of them happy, (laughs) you know, because, because you're selling the feeling 
you, you know, you're selling the feeling of, of having your, your garage cleaned out. You're, you're doing that. Um, and, and a lot of business owners are like, oh, I can't, you know, I don't like taking pictures or I don't like taking videos. It's like, well, people are seeing you uh, when you when you walk up to their house. Like they're seeing the exact same you that you think is awkward. So, you know, that, that's, that's who you are. You know, deal with it. Get used to the fact that that's you and, and you'll get more comfortable. Um, but taking those before you know, pictures with, with clients. That's, that's a nugget guys. Take, take that away and, and act on that. And you'll, you'll see a, a crazy difference there. Often what happens is I'll arrive at a customer's home and they'll mention something that they would only know if they had watched one of my videos. Mm-hmm. So you made a good point earlier that your videos are selling your brand and your image, even while you're sleeping. And when you can create that connection prior to you, even arriving for, let's say the estimate, That's 50% of the battle right there is connecting. Oftentimes, sure, the customers are going to be concerned with price, but more often they aren't concerned with price. They would rather give the job to the person who they like, who they trust, and they feel that there is some type of connection that was built prior. And that's what we've done with video and our pictures. Ka-ching. Yeah, uh, Chris, it looks like you you want to add something there. No, he's exactly right. I practice. I practice the principles. And if and if you're wondering how to make more money in junk removal, you should probably listen to this man. He's he's done it time and time again. It's you know living proof that it works. And I've done it myself. And cha-ching. You know what I mean? It's, was it awkward for you guys? Was this something that came natural to you to to, to kind of jump into this ecosystem? It, it was very awkward for me. Oh, I love it. Dig into that a little bit, John, because because there's people like because because Joseph, obviously, like I'm I'm fairly comfortable on camera. Two years ago, I was sweating profusely every time I jump on camera. So I can relate a bit. But but talk a bit about that, John. I'm I'm very much like an introvert. I've Mm -hmm. and like I said, prior to this, I was a stay at home dad. So I was always at home. It was just me and the kids. Um, I hated talking on the phones. I, I would like almost kind of get shaky and, and nervous to even talk on the phone. So it was something that was completely foreign to, foreign to me. Um, but just listen to, you know, taking Joseph's mentorship and, you know, just, Hey, just do it, do it, if you do it, you know, several hundred times and you won't care anymore. And so I still have issues, especially with getting the pictures of the clients with their thumbs up. I think it's really odd to ask them to do that, but uh, like I said, it, it works. Um, but just, Keep, keep getting out of, your, out of the comfort zone has really helped me build to someone I never thought I would be. And in just three short years, I've gone real, real far out of my comfort zone and just grown personally, not just with the business, but like the biggest thing is just the personal growth. I love that. I love that. What, what about you, uh, Chris? Did you, did you find, do you find it kind of awkward? Like when you, when you first started, uh, you know, putting yourself out there like that? Oh yeah. I've never been on video a day in my <laughs> life until with Joseph, but it just, if you just, if you just follow some of the practices that he does, you see happier customers. You know what I mean? You, the, the, you close more jobs, uh, your bank account grows. It's not rocket science. If it, it, what he's telling you is what people need to start doing. It, he's not just saying that. Um, I love that. And Joseph himself has not always been an extrovert as, as well, but he's, he's done this so long that he seems a natural to it. You know what I mean? So, the longer I do it, I get better. Same for Jonathan. Jonathan here could barely even take a phone call from a customer when he first started. You know, it's true. I worried. I worried about John for a little yeah, while. I wonder if he was going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> but over time, and just asking Joseph for this advice, 
what if a customer says this? What if a customer does this? You know, whatever. He's got a solution for it, you know, and, and the, just these the principles that he teaches are, are just invaluable. As veterans, one thing we learned, regardless of branch of service we served in, was the importance of clear and concise communication. That's right. So we're very well versed in communicating, maybe not necessarily selling to customers, mm -hmm. but that's where the beauty is in that when John faced the challenge of maybe being a little nervous about talking to a customer, that's where Chris and I, who are a little more comfortable in engaging with a customer, would continuously communicate with him, encourage him, train him. Uh, I would come down and visit him regularly. So we're very comfortable with communicating. And that's where, it, where, where the key lies, is in communication and training. And John, like you said, he's made leaps and bounds from where he was when we first started developing him. I love that. Yeah. And the reason I'm, I'm kind of sitting in this, um, not, not to point you out, you know, put you on the spot, John, but I think, you know, 99% of the people out there um, can relate to that, to that feeling of like, you kind of want to hide behind the pictures of junk before <laughs> and after pictures. It's like, you know, yeah. my truck looks awesome. Some people don't even post their truck, but like, you know, Hey, yeah, this is great that your that your junk is gone and, and everything, but like stock photos do that too. Right. And, and something that no one can ever replicate is, the X factor that John has, that Chris has, that Joseph has. And that's the X factor that walks up on the job when you're going to sell a job. So if people already know you, like you, and trust you, then, you know, at, at that point, price becomes much less of an issue um, because, you know, that the, they know that you're going to do the job. They've been watching your content. They they see happy customers, all of that good stuff. And this leads into a point that you actually sent me, Joseph, of, you know, not every customer is for you. Um, and, and I think that what we're talking about here probably weeds out a fair number of those price shoppers before you, you know, before they even uh, reach out to you, but lean into that a little bit because, because there's a lot of conversations in the group as well that I see where people are, you know, a little hurt that someone, you know, it went with the cheaper guy. Um, but, but as a business principle that this is a core thing, you know, saying no to the, to the wrong people is, is key, but I'd love to hear your spin on it. I think that one of the greatest challenges that, we as junk haulers face is the ability to, or the disability to screen out those thoughts of negativity that um, will whisper in our ear often. I have to fight. Did you say junk through. removals or just business owners in general? <laughs> business owners in yeah, general. because it's, it's across the board, man. It's across the board, right? We have to remember that our mind wants us to stay in our comfort zone. It doesn't want us to be uncomfortable. It doesn't want us to learn new skills because it's warm here. It's soft and cozy. But if we're ever going to reach our full potential, then we need to embrace that discomfort. And like I said, in providing value, you have to remember that not every customer truly wants value. Some people just want the lowest price. Some people only want to pay the cheapest rate. And as junk haulers, our service is valuable. Our time is valuable. And we have to remember that oftentimes, if it looks like a duck and acts like a duck, it's probably a duck. Sometimes some of these cheaper customers, and I don't mean cheap in a negative way. It's just a fact of life. But oftentimes you bite off more than you could chew. So if you remember that, sure, it's okay to discount your rates slightly if it makes sense 
that makes bottom line sense. But most of the time, if you stick to your guns, I like to say customers and meaning no disrespect to our customers because I love them, but customers are like the city bus. If you miss this one, there will be another one along in 45 minutes that will be willing to pay your rate that are reaching out to you because they want uniform personnel. They want clean vehicles. They want background screen and drug tested junk removal technicians in their home. We target the most affluent clients. That's our design. And I can tell you, Lewis, we've not been disappointed. When you hear many of these junk haulers say that my phone isn't ringing, customers are cheap, oftentimes it's a matter of you need to raise your game. You need to raise your standards. When you raise your game and you raise your standards and you put that value out there for the consumer, those higher and more affluent level customers gravitate toward your brand. We have no shortage. We stay busy. We stay busy because we have built a solid brand because the customer is important above all else. And customers respond to that. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of things. I love the uh, the city bus analogy. I think that that's you know it's funny and it sticks in your mind, um, yeah. but it plays to the you know guys. If you're getting enough leads, guys and girls, if you're getting enough leads coming in, you can let the bus pass you by. You can let that client pass you by if it doesn't make bottom dollar sense or bottom line sense. Um, and and sometimes you have to do that. So that that's uh, that's key. You also um, you, you said something else I wanted to touch on, but I, I'll. Uh, it skipped my mind right here. So I will um, say, you know, Bernard has jumped in. Um, Miguel, Devin, Jessica, awesome to have you guys here. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the j- just having that that knowledge of of um, oh yeah, I know I know what I was going to say. I, I was spinning my wheels there for a second. Um, the, in in a lot of industries, you know, it's the five hundred dollars the one that complains the most, and the you know the two thousand dollar a month uh, client. Like in in digital marketing, that's a, that's a a line that we often throw around. Um, but for you guys, you know, the, the $99 client, you know, versus the thousand dollar client, the thousand dollar client is just like, yeah, go for it. You know, take, take my junk. The $50 client is like, they're the ones that are on you. They're, they're the problem clients. And a lot of people I see in the groups are stuck with those clients. They should have let the bus pass them by, <laughs> you know, they should, they exactly. should have someone else. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so when you say you're targeting a higher priced audience, you know, more affluent audience, that's all fine and good to say. How do you do that? And, you know, we've talked on the branding side of things, but there's, you know, a lot of people will sit back and say, well, they're just not calling me. Um, so so maybe maybe explain that out a little bit for people, you know, because I think sure. there's a mindset aspect of it too, but then, you know, you've got to get the leads coming in too. You have to mirror the client you wish to attract. Uh, we can, just can you say that again? Because that's say, say that again. I heard you, but but that is yeah. that is such a key nugget right there. You have to mirror the client you wish to attract. If you mirror the client you wish to attract, you will draw those client clients toward you. But you also have to take practical steps, meaning you have to enlarge your reach. You have to make those videos. You have to put out top-notch photos. You have to enlist those individuals into your team that possess the knowledge that you don't. For example, recently I reached out to you for help with some digital services. I reached out to you because I did my research and I realized you are one of the best in your fields. Louis Vandervalk, did I pronounce that correctly? You did, yeah. Okay. 
Louis Vandervolk and Jeff Glass and Alpha Media Group Blue Crocus. Those are some of the most professional individuals that provide the types of services that they provide. I venture to say that your prices aren't cheap, nor are Jeff Glass's prices. Why? Because you value your time and you're attracting a certain type of clientele. So you only get one opportunity oftentimes to sell the customer. You have to be ready. You have to be stellar. You have to look the part. You have to provide value. You have to walk the walk, talk the talk, have the image of the client that you're trying to attract. So enlarge your reach. Safety in numbers, law of averages. S-I-N-L-O-A. Safety in numbers, law of averages, which basically means if your phone isn't ringing, it's because your message isn't being spread to as many individuals. If that means perhaps you need to enlist the help of someone like Louis Vandervalk and Blue Crocus Media, then maybe you should. Perhaps it means you need to dig down a little deeper into your pocket and believe that if your money is tactically placed within an individual that can make a difference, then you need to do that. But oftentimes, once again, doubt will creep in. Well, what if I put you know $2,500 down into my marketing campaign this month and it doesn't pay off? Well, if you don't, you'll never know. What's the worst that can happen? You will miss customers and you won't even know about it. So create a stellar brand, but also enlarge your reach. And if that means bringing you know, people onto your team that possess your skills that you don't, by all means, you have to do it. It's a mental game, Lewis. You know that. When the yeah. phone isn't ringing, it's not because customers don't want your service. It's because you are not doing what needs to be done to reach the customers that need your service. Oh, that's a, that's a big one. You know, it's a, and that's a hard pill to swallow. It uh, is. Because I, I've been, you know, especially in the, in the beginning days, there was a roller coaster. Like when I was, when I was working by myself, it was like, you do prospecting and then you do fulfillment. And then it's like dead period. And then panic. Right. And I see a lot of business owners go through that, you know, the entrepreneurial roller coaster where like you're, you're doing a lot of outreach, you know, maybe it's putting out flyers, maybe it's going to BNI meetings, maybe it's talking to realtors. And then you get busy doing the work and then you stop that. Or in the winter, when things get slow, you just sit back and panic instead of going out and working even harder, you know, to, to, to build things up. So yeah, there's, there's, there's so much to unpack there, but I, I do appreciate the kind words as well on, on what we're doing. Um, I want to talk a bit about your avatar because I know uh, like with our avatar, one of the things um, that I look for, like I've gotten real specific on who we want to work for. One of them is that most of the people we work with read. Like it's something that I do. I have a, a massive stack of books. I mean, you, you can see behind me here. Um, I, I read. And, and so I relate better to people that that read. And, and there's something there's something going on. I know, I know you read as well, um, Joseph. But there's like like little things in the avatar of who I want to work with. I, I know that. So I'd love to hear like, do you guys have a specific avatar of the person that like is like your ideal client? And then you kind of make all your marketing and messaging reflect that. You want to answer that? Man, my ideal client is the one that reaches out and says, we noticed your branding and how powerful it was. You guys look like you're, you've got your stuff together we can tell just from just from the initial look at your Facebook or your Google page or whatever the case may be, website, that you guys are the real deal. Um, I definitely give my money to you. I'm not calling anybody else. You guys are veterans. We appreciate your service. 
Uh, they're not interested in our rate, anything. They're just, here's what I got. When can you come and get it? I'm, I will gladly pay for your services and to support your mission. And that's, that is my ideal clientele. So when yeah, they so come out with what, you know, what's your best rate on this? Or, well, I know a guy cheaper. Well, I know customers willing to pay more. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we don't have time for that. I was hoping you would say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause there, I mean, there's, there's uh, I, I love that. I appreciate, appreciate you laying that out. Cause oh, there, welcome. you know, you guys are, are setting up so that your, your, your avatar, your, your people that are your ideal clients are people who understand value. Yes. And I think this is, this is a big disconnect between, you know, there's a lot of guys starting out. I mean, there's a hustle and a grind when you're starting out. But when you get to a point where you can start saying no and start letting that bus pass you by, the people that understand value, like Chris just said, you know, they, they've sold themselves on who you are before they, you know, before you land there. And so the, the price at that point, you know, the, there there may be some aspect of that, but mostly they just want you, right? And and so, yeah, that, that's so key. And, and I do believe, totally subscribe that there is a time when your prices should be rock bottom. And there is a time when you have to compete on price because when you're launching a junk removal business, you have to build that foundation. And you know that one of the best ways to build your foundation is to collect customer reviews. But if nobody knows you're out there, really the only thing you could compete on to garner those reviews is price. But that should only last for a very short period of time. When you've amassed a certain number of reviews and you're starting to create a name for yourself in your community, by all means, that's the time to raise your rate to market rates. Um, but it does take faith. And in any business, faith is a major part of your success. I can remember way back when I first started, it was significant for me to spend $500 a month on Google AdWords. I didn't know if it was going to work. But, you know, the only thing you have is faith in yourself when your wife or your significant other is doubting you, when your friends are telling you, don't pursue this dream. All you have is you to fall back on to make it happen. And if you don't follow your dreams, you'll never know what could have been. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, that's, I mean, there's, there's so many times. I think we're going to have to do another episode because there, there's too much to unpack here. Yeah, I believe um, we're almost at 40 minutes. I know. <laughs> we're, we, we set a cutoff at, at the top of the hour. So I, I'm, I'm very cognizant of the time here. Um, and, Miguel and we will... Trigger Brown, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate, appreciate that, support. Miguel. Uh, you know, appreciate your service. I, I mentioned there, and, and I'm glad uh, others are jumping in. Um, the mindset, let's talk a little bit about mindset. Um, I, I think, Joseph, you probably had uh, a different perspective, but John, I'm going to pick on you here for a little bit. What was your mindset as you got going? Like, have you, I know you had the support and whatnot of, of the guys when you were getting in, but there's still I'm sure there were still doubts and I'm sure there were still days where you're like, man, is this the right thing to be doing? Of course. Um, I, I had a lot of doubts when I first came in here. Uh, first of all, it's like, I kind of doubted myself. I was like, why do I want to pick up junk? You know, I was kind of, I had to, had to kind of mentally shift of what exactly it was I doing. Um, I wasn't just picking up junk. I was actually providing a service. I was helping people mm -hmm. um, throughout the jobs. You know, I've seen people cry after we've removed. I mean, it's not a big deal to us, but to them, it's it's a weight that gets lifted off their shoulders. It's um, stress that they no longer have to deal with. And so after doing that for a while, 
you know, the, the doubt starts to go away because you see that you actually are providing such a good service. Yeah. Uh, but for, for me, I, there was there were tons of doubts whether or not I was doing the right thing. Uh, was I embarrassing my kids because I was picking up junk for a living? Was I, you know, same thing was I embarrassing my family because, you know, my wife mm -hmm. is in the Navy. She's an officer in the military. Was I doing something good to them? Was, you know, just me doing what I was doing, providing anything or any value to anybody? Huh. Uh, but one of the biggest things I had to learn was I had to be happy with what I'm doing before I can be happy yep. or before I can make anybody else happy or mm -hmm. provide value to anybody else. I need to provide value to myself. That's um, huge. So just by continuing on and, you know, putting my head down and doing the work, listening to the mentors and especially Joseph, uh, just there was a big mental shift I had to do. Uh, that was one of my biggest issues. My biggest hurdles was, you know, myself. Um, so it was really just about listening to everybody and trying to just, just knock it out of way. The, the doubts are always there. Um, there's always something I'm thinking, you know, oh, I shouldn't have said that to a client or I should have done this or, you know, I, I, there's always a little doubts on how, how I should improve. But those doubts and that, that mind shift, that mindset has definitely shifted. Um, as you said, you're a reader. I, I like to read a lot of the books. Uh, you mentioned the Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster. That's actually one of my favorite books. Um, I've read that many times. Um, so just kind of reading that, leaning into my uh, mentors and just doing the jobs really helped me kind of get out of myself, get out of my comfort zone and do what I need to do to where I'm happy and I and provide value to other people. And once you start providing that value, it you feel better about yourself and it just kind of, it kind of blossoms. Junk. You build the confidence and, and then it snowballs, right? Yep. Junk removal therapy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, that that's... Uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, I, I, guys, I've really enjoyed this, this chat. So I want to, I want to pivot now from, you know, the, the nitty gritty of, of junk removal to, you know, you guys, uh, I've, I've alluded to it at the beginning of the, the podcast here. You guys are, are like pretty close to franchising here. You know, you've been built, building up this, uh, this connection here. Troops haul junk. I love it. I love it. That's haul junk was my baby, but I realized that. I couldn't do it on my own, um, referencing back to the team. And when I brought Chris and John on board with Vets Hall Junk, we started playing with the idea of creating something together. Uh -huh. So we're still going to continue to expand Vets Hall Junk, but our focus for a franchise is going to be Troops Hall Junk. The outreach of support and interested parties from law enforcement, from first responders and firefighters, and from veterans alike, has shown us that Troops Hall Junk is going to be a winner as well. Vets Hall Junk was never a franchise. It was mm -hmm. a partnership, but it was a training ground for Troops Hall Junk. So we're very proud to announce that, like I said, we're six weeks out. We have several interested parties already who are ready to sign on the dotted line one that we just spoke to a few minutes ago, and we're very excited to bring this thing to market and change veterans' lives for the better and allow them to experience junk removal therapy because there are a ton of veterans out there who have just left the military. They don't know what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. There's a bunch of combat veterans out there who are suffering through these same challenges alone that each of us had suffered with, and we can bring them relief through their own um, pursuit of business ownership. 
And we're very yeah, proud about that. That yeah, that's that's something to be proud of. That I mean, there's I've been through, you know, you guys all, all kind of mentioned that that uh, funk. I, I went through a pretty heavy one, you know, different. I'm not comparing it to yours, um, you know, different and personally last year, um, you know, beginning of last year, end of end of 2020. And if you don't have a support system or, or something to to go forward with purpose, um, it's tough. And, and so having something, you know, an infrastructure, a camaraderie, um, you know, the, there's much more than a business here that you guys are building. So I'm excited to see this. Uh, I'm excited well, to see it. Awesome. Yeah, brotherhood. brotherhood. Yeah, we we have recreated the environment of camaraderie that many of us lost when we left active duty. Yeah, and that's I, I was just I was just going to say you're becoming a recruiter again, <laughs> just pulling people I've been back. I've been a recruiter out. my whole life. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, appreciate you, Bernard. Um, so so Thank as you, you guys. Bernard. As you guys move into this, did I catch that it wasn't just going to be vets? It's going to be be uh, EMS and 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 that as well. Yes, that's correct. Amazing. There was my vision for vets hall junk was always only veterans, only the brotherhood. Mm -hmm. But as we continued building vets hall junk, we received a ton of in inquiries from law enforcement and first responders. So remaining true to my original vision of veterans for vets hall junk, we're still continuing down that same path. But the franchise now of Troops Hall Junk will be open to law enforcement and first responders. Those are our brothers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all it's all uh, people who are or have devoted their lives to service in, in exactly. one form or another. Right. So. So yes. it's. Uh, yeah. That, that's a glue that holds holds it all together. So. How can people get in touch with you? How can, you know, what's the, what's the process for, for this? Is it, is it just a matter of dropping you a line? Is there, you know, do you have a site live? Um, I, I truthfully didn't know even that true. I, I assumed it was Vets Hall Junk before we hopped on. So uh, Most I, don't did. I, yeah. I just don't know if I just didn't do my due diligence or you just, you know, pop that on the world here. Sure. Just pop uh, there. Very easy. But, but before I, I um, provide that information, you know, we're looking for a very special veteran and to get into practical matters, um, high credit worthiness, honorable discharge, uh, live their life, integrity, respect, loyalty, an individual who has the spirit of service. So though we would like to open our doors for every veteran, we're really focusing on that veteran that brings the highest of credentials because we're building an organization based on value and for longevity. You know, many franchises are interested in numbers. If we grow our franchise by just one individual per year, that will be fine with us. But we know that one individual solid, solid will meet the standards that we put forth. That's huge. So yeah. if anyone wants to get a hold of us, they can uh, complete our interest interest inquiry at vetshalljunk.com. If mm -hmm. they want to call directly, they can reach me at 202-802-6069. And they can also find us on Facebook at Vets Hall Junk. Beautiful. Yeah, and I'll get you to shoot me the uh, the phone number because I'm not going to retain that. Um, I'll sh get, get, uh, shoot that to me after, um, and I'll put it in the links uh, when I put it out on all the podcast platforms and update the YouTube description and everything too. Um, just seeing a couple of comments hop in. should be proud of yourselves. Absolutely. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you. I love it. Um, 
guys, this is this is exciting. This and and I'm serious when I say I think we're we're gonna have to have some more episodes because there. I mean, you've put out enough content on there that we could uh, we could dive into each YouTube um, video that you've done and, and you know pick out some some nuggets out of that. Um, so so people can get a hold of you there. What is um you, you know as far as the the service you know non veterans, um, what are you looking for there? Because it's it's a little bit different classification of um you know people there. I'm not following you, Lewis. Can they, you but like the, the firefighters, the, the EMS, et cetera? They would have to exude the same qualities as we're looking for at just like a veteran as well. Um, we understand that the military service isn't for everyone, but we do have that respect. Uh, there are still our brothers and sisters as EMS, firefighter, law enforcement as well. Um, but the same, the same would apply uh, what we're looking for, that loyalty, the duty, respect, uh, they you still know, have to meet that standard. Yeah, got to meet that high standard we have. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, same same way you're looking for a certain type of client and exuding, you know, that that forward. You're, you know, it makes sense to me. Um, and so, you know, if anybody if anybody you know doesn't like it, then you know that then you're probably not a fit for the organization. We're not for us. Once again, city bus. City bus. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but uh, no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, it's it's you guys are looking to attract something, and that's what that's what I've seen, you know, in all, in all our interactions, there's, there's a specific type of person that you're, that you're attracting. Um, so as we finish up here, I think I'm going to pick on each one of you and I didn't prep, prep any of these guys, you know, don't, don't start getting nervous here. Um, okay. but, I, but I always like to end out these episodes with, you know, if you were to start again, what would you tell yourself or, um, what would you tell a business owner who's just starting out? Um, I'll start with you, Chris, you know, if, if you were to start, this whole thing over again, you know, I'm picking junk removal because that's what we're talking about here, but what would be something that you would say, you know, take this into consideration or something that you've learned or. Okay. Yeah. So surround yourself with like-minded individuals, um, find yourself a mentor, even a business partner as I have done. Um, I, I, everything landed, everything just right time, right time landed in my lap. Um, but I would highly recommend that, People, if they don't have anyone else to look up to, maybe a family member, um, someone that they met offline or whatever, just find someone that that meets the values that you uh, look for um, and, and go with that and always take advice, you know, from someone that's better, better than you. You know what I mean? Like, don't take advice from just anybody. Look for somebody that, uh, um, you know, puts off the, uh, the atmosphere and. Uh, you know, that you're looking for the, the su you know, success leaves clues, right? It makes you better. Yeah. And challenges you yeah. to do better. You know, that, that's who you need to look for. And that'll go a long way. Just finding that mentor. That, that's what I would say. That's huge. Yeah. I, I mean, success leaves clues and, and you, you become the average of the five people that you hang out with. Right. So yep. it's, uh, you know, pick those people wisely. Joseph, how about you? Guard what you allow into your mind, because what you focus on, is what will create your reality and work like heck to make your dream a reality and it will happen. Don't give up. Everything I Joseph touches turns to gold. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> because, you, because you only touch the things that you know you can turn only, to gold, right? He only <laughs> believes uh, in the best, you know, mm -hmm. in the best outcome. I love it. I think that, I mean, it's, it's yeah, there's so much that could be said there. I love that. I love that. John, how about you? Uh, I guess if I was starting uh, new or, you know, if I was telling my uh, my younger self some advice is 
to actually listen to your mentors and actually follow them. That's one of the issues I had. Um, I, I balked at a lot of things or some things that Joseph had said to do or wanted to do because I either didn't understand it or it, I didn't like it because it was just, I was uncomfortable with doing it. And so there were a few things I, I would kind of balk at or, or I was slow at the uptake for actually doing it. But I had to remember, I actually reached out to him. He didn't reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I looked for his advice. He didn't offer to give me the advice. So if he's if he's giving me what I'm asking, then I should actually do it and listen to it. And once I actually took that to heart and actually started performing the uh, actions and doing the actions that my mentor had told me to do or advised me to do, things got a lot better. Uh, so the biggest thing I would say is just, you know, shut up. You don't know everything and listen to your mentor. Man, I appreciate you sharing that because that that, uh, that takes a certain type of person to share that, you know, we messed up. <laughs> I think I think every one of us, I certainly have an inclination to learn from my mistakes rather than listen to people right off. So that that's a that's a big one, guys. So, man, this has been fun. This is it's been yeah. been great to meet you, you, uh, Chris and John, um, and, and obviously to like chat that. a little bit more in depth. Joseph, just just uh, than than just what we chatted about previously, but um, this has been great. Uh, if there if there was anything you'd like to see, you know, in in the as a result from from this episode, I guess what what would you like really like people to to take home? If you could just still, I'll I'll pick on you, Joseph. If you could just still all of this um, down into one thing, what would you like people to take away? And we'll kind of do a mic drop here and, and then sign off. Um. Work on your presence, work on your online image, and work on your brand. Uh, The customer you're seeking, the more affluent customer, will respond to a well-developed brand. Get on your Facebook. Look at the kind of pictures uh, that that, that you're showing to the customer. Have someone double-check. I'm not very good at grammar. I'm an infantryman by trade. (laughs) We're not known for our brains. We're good at kicking doors down. Grammar is not my strong point. So before I put anything out, my wife who's really good at grammar, takes a look at it and makes the corrections. But it is all important that whatever the customer sees is sterling and 100%. And things will work in your favor if you do that. Boom. Guys, with that, appreciate appreciate you guys. I'm going to end the, the uh, recording here, so, so stick around. But guys, reach out to, to Joseph or, or Chris or John. Um, I'll, I'll provide the links on the podcast recordings if you're listening there it'll be on youtube as well i don't think i'll be able to chase all the facebook videos around but um you know head over to the podcast and you'll find the link to um, reach out to them if you're interested in joining the franchise take a peek at the very least at what they're doing how they're doing it um hop onto his i'll I'll put your youtube channel in there as well but this has been an absolute pleasure i hope uh and and i know that you know just the few people that hopped in here got got some value i enjoyed it and uh guys this this is uh I keep saying it. We're gonna we're gonna do this again, especially as you you uh, you know get closer to launch and and uh, develop all that out. So appreciate you guys once again. Thank you, Good. sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great night.